0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text just news to 989898 98, 98 right now. Hello, America, and happy Friday. We've got a great show for you. It's been a busy, busy week. In fact, the news even finished big on Friday. Normally, Friday, Congress is out of town in the middle of summer. Not today. The House scored another major victory under Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Why? They got the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act passed, something that the mainstream media and Democrats predicted would not happen. And this makes major changes to the Pentagon, particularly rolling back several of the woke ideological initiatives that the Biden administration had inserted into the Pentagon budget, like abortion tourism and DEI ideological training inside the Pentagon, a major win for conservatives, a major win for Kevin McCarthy, a major win for Republican parties. The bill, which a lot of people predicted wouldn't get passed this week, goes over to the Senate. Obviously, there'll be some negotiations. Some things will drop out of it. But a win and another sign that every time it looks like the Republicans are at war with each other, the war ends up in a debate and it ends up in a negotiation that results in some pretty significant Outcomes, And so that is a big moment. We're going to have a great guest to kick off the show today. He's one of your favorites. We have him on often. Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona. He is on the House Judiciary and Oversight Committee, so on the forefront of all of the weaponization and Hunter Biden investigations. He's also... Uh, A major voice on spending in the NDA played a big role in the discussions about the NDA. He's going to join us at the top of the show. Then Cash Patel is going to come here to react to a story that we broke last night on Just the News. House Judiciary Jim Jordan opening an investigation into a revelation that was made on Just the News. What is that revelation? The Justice Department and FBI opened up an investigation on Two House Intelligence Committee investigators back in 2017 when Devin Nunes was there, they were spying on the very investigators who were trying to uncover wrongdoing by the FBI and Justice Department, basically spying on those who were giving oversight to them, serious constitutional issues there, serious questions of retaliation, as Jim Jordan said. Cash Patel was one of the people who was spied on. His phone, telephone, and digital records were seized by subpoena. Cash is going to react to that. And then we're going to finish up with Yitz Friedman, who's doing a lot of work in the policy space today, really one of the brightest thinkers in Washington these days. He'll join us in the third block. We're really excited to have everybody here. So, Andy Biggs, Cash Patel, Yitz Friedman, right after these commercial messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain, and you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite All right, folks. Welcome back for the commercial break. One of my favorite guests. Every time he comes on the show, we learn so much, we walk away a lot smarter. He is a a really important member of the House Freedom Caucus, a really important member of the House Oversight Committee, one of the great investigators in Congress, and one of our good friends, Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona. Congressman, welcome back to the show.
1: John, thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for the good work you do. I mean... We 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 in Congress look to you. We're grateful that uh, you're on the on the case. And man, there's just so much going on. And you guys really do a great job.
0: Well, thank you. That means a lot. There are a lot of cases to chase right now. I got to tell you, I've never seen a time like this in our history. I want to start with something that I just, I think everyday Americans would say, wait a second, the Secret Service is like the best in the world and they can't solve a simple drug case. They come in in the last 24 hours and say, no fingerprints, no DNA, no suspects, we're closing it down nine days in. They kept Russia collusion open for three years, four years, two and a half years. They've kept January 6th open. They can't wait to get rid of this drug case. Tell us your reaction to the Secret Service trying to dump this case.
1: Yeah, you know, my 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 thought was um really kind of not surprised. I mean, let, I'll be frank, I'm not not surprised. Um but I'm just frustrated. You know, I'm really frustrated because um you know, you have, you definitely have cocaine there. There's an issue that, that there, this may not have been the only time. Uh and and I think that the investigation on a certain level, I mean, it was superficial, right? So, I mean, we end up down in the skiff. It's not classified, and then every once in a while they will say, "Now, what we're going to tell you now is classified." I mean, it was just um, very dismaying that this is a, a, this is a group of a great group of, of men and women at Secret Service, and very frustrating that they that they're basically pulling the plug on this thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it seems odd because someone had to touch that baggie to get it in the box and that there's no fingerprints, no DNA. I've talked to a lot of uh, uh, drug investigators in the last 24 hours. They listen, every time a dope fiend has a bag, his fingerprints on it, it seems kind of odd that there's not any evidence. It's a cocaine bag with a curious lack of evidence.
1: Yeah. I mean, so way to, the way to think of it too is, I mean, when you go into – um the White House, or you know, a uh, uh, skiff in, in in Congress. If you're just a, a visitor, you're going to put your your digital, you know, your phone, or whatever. Maybe you've got a, uh, one of those i i watches or whatever. And you're putting them in these these little cubbies and you're locking them, right? And uh, so what happened apparently is some guys leading a tour through and finds he opens it up to put either his or somebody in his tour group there, and he finds this baggie of, pot, uh, of cocaine. So the question is, who else might have touched it other than the person who placed it in there? Because we don't know when it was necessarily placed in there, but we do know that this individual, I mean, it's just a heavily trafficked area. Somebody else would have seen it. And why no fingerprints? Why no fingerprints, really? Um because somebody somebody who came in there should have touched it, should have put it in there, and um, they couldn't find it. So
0: Wow. It is really something. And it's like so many of the other things that we've uh, gone through the last few years, where there's an incredible chase for evidence against some suspects in defendants, and defendants, and then an utter lack of curiosity or pursuit of other crimes Um it really is something you've been in the middle of so many of these important debates and uh, people look at Congress and say, well, why, why is the NDA such a big deal? And why are they fighting over it? It's because there's so much at stake in re- refocusing the the military's policy, particularly after all the wokeness, the loss of recruiting. Tell us what's at the heart of the debate and why having a good, robust debate isn't a bad thing. A lot of people go, like, oh, this is bad. The media tries to portray it as bad. But in fact, these are like really important things to set the compass on for the future, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, just so you, so people can understand um, how much we spend, we're nearing a trillion dollars a year in in funding for for defense, right? So that's gone up uh, since since uh, over the last five years, that's gone up um, almost three hundred billion dollars in a year. Now that's that's astronomical, but we just actually had a hearing today. And I asked the guy, I said, you know, here's the deal. GAO has had you on its critical financial list for thirty years, government accounting uh uh accountability and office. And so why why is that? And and the the GAO guy says, Well, because they have they can't pass an audit. They don't know where their assets are. They don't know where almost two-thirds of their assets are. Like
0: 61%, are. right? It's insane.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and so so I asked the guy from DoD. I said, "What's what is the? By the way, they've ne, they've never passed an audit. Can't pass an audit. So I asked the DoD guy. I said, today, "Hey, tell me what's the consequence if you can't pass the audit?" And he says, "Well, we we can't keep track of our assets." And I said, "Wait, wait that's not a consequence. That's one of the reasons you can't pass the audit. <laughs> a consequence would be discipline of some kind." And he said, "Well, we just can't find the assets. And so ultimately, the bottom line is this, John. And I told this guy that. There are no consequences. Why? Because every time you fail an audit, you come back to Congress, and we give you even more money. And that's what this is about. And then, and then, and then you throw in the, the, this, the top brasses, woke programs that are DEI, ESG, uh, paying for abortions, trans, um, kicking people out of the military because they didn't want the vaccine, then refusing to bring them back in. All those, th- and, and, and then the list goes on. And that's why this is so important. And then you begin looking at it and you say, well, this is just absurd. This is just this is absurd.
0: These are the sort of issues that Congress is really trying to get a handle on. And you know, people say, well, it's a big accounting error. It's so much more than that. A lot of the assets that the Pentagon have are lethal assets, right? And so if they don't know where they are, it makes you kind of wonder. And, of course, after watching all the stuff we left behind in Afghanistan, now you know why there's heartburn. Do you think the Pentagon has gotten a message from this debate in any way? Or are they just... Go along, get along, and we'll just acknowledge we're incompetent, but we want more money.
1: I, I don't think they've gotten it, uh, and I think they won't ever get it until we, until uh, Congress says we want to make sure that you have the best trained, best equipped, and the safest military in the world, most advanced military in the world. But we're we're not going to keep wasting a hundred to two hundred billion dollars a year. Uh, and look, there are warehouses. Filled with obsolete equipment that it was never used because uh, members of Congress were able to get an earmark and they had some manufacturer in their district this this is the problem that we face and um, and oh one other thing that most people don 't realize is every dime every penny of of our military and then other discretionary funding other funding uh, on any other program is We have to borrow every penny of it this year. Every penny, $1.8 trillion
0: worth. The consequences of this cycle, breaking the cycle is really the only cure, right? It has to be broken at some point. And it seems like you guys are much more determined to start that to this year and not wait another year, kick another year. The president has you know, taken shots at people that dare to challenge the Pentagon or dare to ask for accountability or better performance. National security is not going to be risk if all these issues don't get resolved right away. We're, we're going to be just fine for the next few weeks that we we sort this out, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, look here's the thing. We don't have to do this even today or next week. Last year, we didn't do it till November. So, so anything that they, they're saying is just a bunch of hogwash, number one, number two, um, we make sure that our military personnel um, receive their pay and are taken care of. What, what most people don't realize is uh, uh, there's been a bipartisan statement from Joint Chiefs of Staff and uh, over the last 20 years that our biggest threat is our national debt. Well, you know what? The only thing that's going faster than the military budget is our national debt. And so um, if we keep up like this, we're not going to be able to fund our military because the interest on our national debt um, in just a couple of years will actually exceed the trillion dollars a year or so that we spend on military spending.
0: Wow. It'll be eating into our security. It'll be intruding right into the security. That will be a security threat. Really, really remarkable. I know a lot of people were frustrated the way the debt deal, the debt ceiling deal ended, but I also know something else because I've seen a lot of this and I've been talking to the, the Freedom Caucus members. You guys didn't fold up camp and just go home. You're working bill by bill, program by program, agency by agency to identify really significant cuts that can be enacted through appropriations, bills, authorizations, and other things. Can you tell us and give us a little insight? I don't think a lot of Americans appreciate that this is going on with all the other stuff going on, but this is a pretty big Big deal.
1: It is, and that's and that one of the things that I did probably three months or so ago is I introduced over 500 bills that went line by line in a number of agencies, departments, and programs that would cut literally a hundred plus billion dollars a year out of spending. Wow! And, and that's uh, a real dollar figure. That's a real dollar figure, and uh, my colleagues uh, they they applauded but roundly ignored it, and the the reason is. It's not easy to get back and, and say, look, we're not going to keep funding this crazy stuff. I mean, like I just show, showed you, we, we've gone up $300 billion a year um, on defense spending in five years. Well, that's, that's nutty. And we've done that across the board in so many areas. But, but our effort is to consistently come up with ways that you can um, reduce spending and uh, it's a it's a real tough effort because the people in D.C. Uh, they they have no desire to to cut spending. They have no desire to actually um, uh, basically balance the the budget. Now here's, here's the thing about it, John. A lot of times they're going to tell you that they cut spending. When they cut, say they cut spending, instead of giving a hundred million dollars new money, they'll give uh, only ninety million. They'll say, well, we cut by ten million dollars in that one program. That that isn't what happened. You increased it by 90 million instead of 100 million. That's so. It's Washington speak that you go out there. You have to have real cuts, real uh, reformation to go on.
0: It is. It is extraordinary. There's some big moments coming ahead for the oversight committee where so much progress has been made. You might people forget it's only been about six months since you guys got in charge, but there have been really, really significant changes in the Biden story. All the things that we were told were lies have been proven to be true. And we're now seeing it's a lot worse. There's a big moment on the horizon next week the IRS whistleblowers are going to come in and allow themselves to be seen by the American people in public. They've got nothing to hide. A very important moment. What are you looking forward to that hearing next Wednesday?
1: I, I think by putting some basis to these whistleblowers, it, it will uh, uh, add to the, the gravitas or the, or the veracity of, 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 of their testimony, of the things they're telling us. And, and so they're going to give us some Barn burner information, John. There's no doubt about it, about about uh, two things. Number one, the Biden uh, crime syndicate, and number two, uh, the fact that the federal government has aided and embedded that crime syndicate by trying to suppress this information and, and 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 affecting prosecutions. But the third thing that you'll see is you're going to see Democrats who um, apparently. Only when it's against a conservative believe in whistleblowers, because they're going to go after these people personally, and and it will be disgusting to see, but that's what they will do.
0: Well, we saw it yesterday with the FBI whistleblowers. I mean, Sheila Jackson Lee literally accused Marcus Allen, one of the FBI whistleblowers, of doing something he didn't do. And here's the killer. She's the representative for Marcus's mom. Mom's not happy right now. She's got something to say to the Congresswoman. We had her on the show yesterday. This sort of say anything. I mean, we've seen it a couple of the Abby Lowell letters where things were said that aren't true. And then, you know, some of the Democrats, it's really remarkable that a party that just a couple of years ago said, got to protect the whistleblowers now don't have any regard for their reputations, even if it's false information. Is there a cost to be exacted on Democrats for the way they're currently treating the whistleblowers?
1: There should be a, a cost. Um But the the most effective cost is for America to rise up and say, look, these people are whistleblowers, and you've treated them poorly. You've treated them like dirt. And your own integrity has been exposed. Your own hypocrisy has been exposed. And I will just tell you, it gets back to the same thing Democrats always do. They project whatever, so whatever allegations they make against most people, it's
0: because they're doing it themselves. Uh, we saw that all through Russia. Russia collusion and everything since. It's it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's nuts. The week after, looks like Devin Archer might be coming in by all accounts. He's another person. That, in fact, he's so uniquely positioned because he's kind of sat between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden during the early years of 13 through 16. Another witness, do you think you'll get some more important information from?
1: Yeah, I, I am looking forward to hearing from Devin Archer. It takes a lot of courage for him to come forward. Uh, he is, he was close to that family and to Hunter and Joe, uh, so it takes a lot of courage to come forward. But I'll tell you what else: um, I, I have no doubt that this, these these folks have tried to put pressure and threaten them as well. And so- I look forward to to hearing what Devin Archer has to say.
0: Yeah, I suspect there's going to be a lot of revelations there and maybe fill in some of the missing blanks from the Hunter Biden laptop, which will be a really great moment. Congressman, we love everything that you do. We always stay in touch with all. We're watching everything all day, all the investigations, all the efforts to bring common sense and shrink an out-of-control government. And what a great honor to have you on and get such an important update today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, my pleasure. John. Keep up the good
0: work. I will, sir. You have a good weekend. All right, folks, are so going to our exclusive interview with Cash Patel, reacting to the news that the Judiciary Committee is going to investigate why the FBI was taking his phone records back when he was investigating the FBI for the House Intelligence Committee, Cash Patel, right after this. who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us justnews. That's amac.us justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or a family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. And use the promo code JustNews50 to get 50% off. That's the code JustNews50 at Factormeals.com. One more time, Factormeals.com slash JustNews50. Use the JustNews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Welcome back, America. Some breaking news. If you remember a few months ago on this show, we reported that the FBI back in 2017, during the height of the Russia collusion probe, spied on at least two investigators for the House Intelligence Committee, which, who were investigating the FBI's misconduct in the Russia collusion case. In fact, the subpoenaing and obtaining of phone and, uh, and uh, email records was done about two months before the House Intelligence Committee uh, released a blockbuster report uh, alleging that the FBI had engaged in serious misconduct. Well, today, just a little bit ago, based on our reporting and that of the New York Post, the House Judiciary Committee opened an official investigation into this snooping on uh, these intelligence committee staff, saying it looked like it might have been retaliation for the House Intelligence Committee's efforts to uh, highlight wrongdoing. We have the perfect guest to react to this. Why? He was one of the victims of this snooping. Kash Patel was the chief investigator, uh, chief investigator for the House Intelligence Committee, when his phone records were seized by subpoena by the FBI back in late 2017, and he joins us now to react to this breaking news. Cash, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Put simply, the FBI was snooping on the very investigators that were trying to expose their wrongdoing. What does it feel like to know that now Congress is taking this seriously and about to begin a real investigation of it?
2: Good, I hope they get all the records. Look, it's a shock. Just think about this. The Federal Bureau of Investigation the Department of Justice authorized subpoenas to collect private information on senior congressional staffers who were lawfully, dutifully executing their congressional oversight authority under the House Intelligence Committee. Let that sink in. What if I was a Democrat and Adam Schiff was the chairman and they got warrants on me then? And remember, and John, you know this well, there was a meeting in January of 18 with Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray. Yes, the same Chris Ray from today, yep. um, where they threatened to subpoena my records and Devin Nunes. The only lie they left out was that they had already authorized the subpoenas months ago. So now we know the intent. And that is why I can definitively say it was an unlawful surveillance and snooping of me. And it wasn't just me. And I think it's more than two people. And I think it's more than just telephone and bank and phone records. I think they went further than that and got congressional records. So the House better step up right now, because right now it affects them as much as it affects me. And it's not about me. It's about congressional oversight. If they did this then, what do you think they're doing to staffers now?
0: Yeah,
2: that's a great question.
3: Cash, what do you think the repercussions should be, number one? And number two, as far as Google's policy, because you're only now finding out because of this, this five-year term that has expired as far as Google alerting right. customers about some type of breach like this. Um, what do you think about that five-year term? Should that be should that be done away with at all or or maybe lessened?
2: Oh, absolutely. And look, we got lucky. Google sent it to us. I know as a former federal prosecutor, you don't subpoena a grand jury or you don't impanel a grand jury subpoena to investigate a congressional staffer and just say, oh, we're just gonna go after Google. I know that means they went after every one of my selectors, every phone, every bank, every email, every telecommunication and internet thing I have ever had. That's how you do it. So what needs to happen here is that window needs to be shortened to almost nothing, especially when it comes to government officials. And then two things. One, put Rod Rosenstein, who's the attorney general there, and Chris Ray in the chair side by side under oath and ask them what lawful basis they had to do this and produce the documents that they used to justify it. And two, name, find every person who is involved in this. And I guarantee you it'll lead back all the way to Russiagate and all the same bad actors at the FBI, Strzok, Page, McCabe, Comey and otherwise. Well, it wasn't Comey at the time. Um. But Congress needs to send out subpoenas enough of this niceties and asking and put butts in the seat and get some answers to questions.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cash, there's a a constitutional issue here too. separation of powers. Uh, You were exercising the independent power of the legislative branch to do oversight. And the target of that oversight is using its powers to spy on you. Uh, Could this end up in court? Have you considered or anyone else considered some form of litigation to extend this out?
2: I have, and I may have a surprise announcement for you, John, in maybe a week or so. Uh-huh. Um, we, we, Me and my counsel are going to take all measures necessary. And as you pointed out, it's not like we knew in 2017 and right. 18. We just found out a few months ago because Google told us. So we're still trying to figure out all the appropriate steps to take. But that's something Congress should look at as well. They unlawfully investigate the investigators, as my friend and chairman at the time, Devin Nunes, always said. And there's no repercussions for them. So there has to be. And whether or not they're in government or not, Chris Ray still is, but Rod Rosenstein isn't, doesn't mean he's outside the reach of a congressional subpoena. So they better go get them immediately. I'm calling on Congress to stop slow walking it, to stop playing nice, and to start using the rules that the January 6th committee used. No letters, no niceties, no phone calls, subpoenas, answers, and documents. It's what you owe the American people. I don't care that it was me. They're used to maligning me. But this is jeopardizing the institution of Congress and Constitution oversight. Yeah, important stuff.
3: Cash, I want to pivot to yesterday. I don't know if your ears were burning, but there were a couple of Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee invoking your name, casting some pretty vicious aspersions, suggesting that you paid two whistleblowers to testify. Now, if the lauded poets of three, six mafia were here, they would say, keep my name out your mouth. But I imagine you have a much more sophisticated
2: rebuttal to what they had to say. Though I listen to Three Six Mafia from time to time, um, (laughs) basically, it's shocking and not surprising at the same time. Brave whistleblowers provide credible information. And after they did that, my foundation, the Cash Foundation, which is a 501c3, provided financial assistance because Chris Ray illegally, in my opinion, retaliated against them took their money, prevented them from paying rent and feeding their children. So we gave them minimal grants after they had come forward. But Nadler and Sheila Jackson Lee bastardized the process and lie intentionally along with Goldman and say that I spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece in buying their testimony. I wish I had that kind of money. I wish I could cut (laughs) quarter million dollar checks. I would do it overnight. But they know those checks came from a fundraising campaign that was put on on the Internet. And why is there a two-tier system of justice here? Don't you remember when Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Andy McCabe, Bill Priestap, and everybody had their GoFundMe pages while employed at the FBI? No one said anything about it back then because it's not illegal. They want to taint brave whistleblowers for coming forward. I don't care what you say about me, but don't malign those guys that came forward and showed FBI corruption. Chris Ray had no answer to it except retaliate and firing them and putting their families at risk. And Sheila Jackson Lee, surprise, surprise, um, finds one of those individuals' families in her constituency in Texas, thanks to John's great reporting. So uh, I'd like to hear what they have to say.
0: Folks, don't go anywhere. We got one more good one. Yitz Friedman will be joining us right after this commercial break. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old fashioned theft, it's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. IRS penalty-canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Just News. That's TNUSA.com slash Just News. Welcome back, America. If you were uh, checking out Just the News right about lunchtime today, you might have saw a breaking news alert. The American Accountability Foundation filed a complaint airing their concerns about the top Air Force General Charles o. Brown's, uh, so Charles Q. Brown's diversity hiring priorities. This is important because General Brown is set to replace General Mark Milley as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the top military position in our country. Joining us right now, one of the most important officials at that group, uh, its communications manager, Yitz Friedman. Yitz, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, John and uh, Mantis. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. And uh, this is a very important complaint. It's chock full of real examples of real comments that General Brown has made over the years uh, suggesting that race and skin color matter more than maybe merit in his hiring decisions inside our military. Can you give us a little flavor of what your group found in its great work?
4: Well, sure. You know, this is this is Joe Biden's pick to be the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Now, this is going to be you know one of the heirs to Eisenhower, um, and we have found that he has said things like, for example, we need to you know nudge and pull to make sure diverse you know quote unquote diverse candidates um, get ahead. Um, he, bla- he just straight up said, "I hire for diversity." He's very explicit and very clear that he just wants a military where troops are basically promoted and judged by their skin color, and you know that just you know everyone who anyone who would hear that would basically know that that's, that seems a little bit crazy, you know. We deserve better. The American people deserve better. We deserve to be, you know, protected by soldiers and a military of the very most, you know, most courageous, most skilled, the smartest people in the world. Not by the skin color, but especially John and Amanda. I think this is so important because our troops who go out there and risk their lives deserve to be led into battle, deserve to be led on these, you know, these important missions um, where their lives are at risk by the best we have. Not by people who are picked by their skin color. What kind of a message are we sending to our troops? So we're saying that the officer who's responsible for your safety may have been chosen not because of their smarts, not because of their skills, not because of their courage, but because of the color of their skin. And this is you no, know, this is the military CQ Brown. General CQ Brown wants to, uh, to implement. Wow. Hmm.
3: And, and what's so mindless about this to me is I remember a year or two ago when United Airlines announced that they were going to place diversity as, as a a main directive when they were doing their hiring. And, and a lot of people justifiably went berserk because that was concerning the safety of 250, 300 people on a plane. This concerns the safety of our entire nation. When you were distracted with something like that instead of skill. How well known is this, do you think, to the American people? Because I think much like the United Airlines situation, this is something that if more Americans found out about it, they would be an uproar.
4: Oh, yeah. You know, we're starting to see people, you know, realize this. You know, we just put this out, uh, this story today. Um, it's been getting a lot of attention on Twitter. I'd encourage everyone to check out what we have on Twitter. We did a thread of video clips of uh, General CQ Brown making these these very strange comments. Um, and that's why we, we filed this complaint today. We for asking the inspector general of the air force to investigate what you know what the hell CQ Pound was up to over at the air force he's saying these things like I hire for diversity well guess what if that's what you're doing that's against the law i mean we just saw the supreme court say that you know harvard can't judge people based on the color of their skin if harvard can't do it the air force can't do it either um, you know like you're mm. saying air force is you know it's much more important to make sure we have this proper system in place in the army um, in the air force and the armed forces yeah
1: mm.
0: When I was a younger reporter, I had a chance to hang out with some extraordinary early African-American entrants in the military. They were towards the end of their life and they always said to me, There's nothing like being in a foxhole and realizing you don't care about the race of the person next to you, only their skill and their dedication to the country. And I was thinking of those comments today as I read your very detailed and very thoughtful complaint. I want to remind people, because these complaints have really significant consequences. Earlier this year, your group did a lot of work on the uh, federal communications nominee, Gigi Sohn, and the concerns you raised ultimately sunk her nomination. Tell us a little bit about the success you've had there.
4: Well, sure. You know, when it comes to to Biden nominees, a lot of it is just showing the American people who these people really are. I mean, with Juju Stone, she had, you know, some some comments about police officers that for most Americans was just totally uh, just totally out of bounds. And so basically what we have to do is shine a light on that and show the American people what's going on. And, you know, the American people make their their voices heard. But I think what you were just saying about, you know, uh, troops was so important because, you know, our our troops deserve to be led by officers who see them as individuals who see them for their merits, not officers who see them for their skin color. Um, And Biden, you know, Biden is just he's trying to impose this new woke regime basically in every corner of the U.S. government. And um, by picking CQ Brown, he seems to be putting it trying to make this uh, the military into just, you know, this experiment of wokeness.
3: Yes, we've seen some conservative causes really, really grow their skills when it comes to utilizing social media and the Internet to further their cause. There's one regarding the stove initiative of of banning gas stoves with the Biden administration. But you have a brilliant one that I think is an incredible resource. It's BidenNoms.com. It's a very catchy. Everybody, you should go check it out. But it's a great resource because for lawmakers and people in the Senate who would ultimately confirm these positions, this this has got to be invaluable for them because as we've seen with this administration, many of them have been shown the door or in the case of Gigi Sohn, I guess she found the door herself. Um, but I, I just wanted to compliment you on that. Talk to our audience about what what it is.
4: Sure. Well, as far as, you know, Checking out our website, I fully endorse that message, Amanda. So thank you for that. Um, definitely <laughs> check out our website. Uh, um, yeah, like one of the one of the past nominees we've been we've taken a look at was uh, Ann Carlson, who was going to be one of Biden's top you know safety uh, highway safety regulators. We found that she explicitly called for raising gas prices in America. She wanted higher gas prices in America, you know, for climate change reasons. Um, well, we kept digging, and it turns out. Guess what? She's invested in. Guess what? She has a serious financial stake in oil and gas. Of course. And, you know, once that came out, it was only really a matter of time until before, you know, she, you know, like you said, she showed herself the door. Um, you know, A lot of these nominees are just radical. They come from, you know, acad- academia these days. They come from California, you know, just places where ideas I guess, people, you know, just have different ideas than the rest of America. And uh, when mm. most Americans hear these ideas and hear these statements, they're j- just shocked.
0: Yeah, that is for sure. One last one I want to ask you about. It's another success. Um, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, $35,000 Gala gift. Uh, she got in some pretty big trouble with that, didn't she?
4: Oh, yes. she. We filed another complaint um, about AOC's uh, famous trip to the Med Gala a couple years ago. Um, where she was, you know, talking about how she was accepting gifts. We also found that she hadn't paid vendors that she was supposed to pay. Um, they were actually about to file the vendors, you know, the makeup people, you know, stuff like that. They're about to right. file a complaint with, you know, New York's labor department, um, demanding payment for their services, which is just bizarre. I mean, like, I don't know why she can't pay. She can't pay these vendors.
0: Thank you for tuning in on a Friday in the middle of summer. We're so grateful for your support, your listenership, all the things you do, including the fact that you go read the stories and watch our videos on justthenews.com or on the Just the News Apple and Android apps. Before we go, we have so many great partners and sponsors. They have great products, great services. One of them has personally affected me. Field of Greens. Field of Greens is the answer for busy people who don't have enough time to get in enough of their vegetables and fruits now you can promise your doctor you're going to do it but most of us are too busy we fail at it i was i know i was and then all of a sudden i found field of greens and when field of greens came to us i started putting this into a a, a cup of water or a protein shake and mix it in and all of a sudden uh, amazing things started to happen my metabolism went up my sleep was better My weight started going down. I'm down about 21, 22 pounds right now. I'm really excited about that. My function, my blood work was better. My heart, my lungs, and kidneys all doing really well. I slept better. I got better energy. I'm losing weight. All you got to do is go trust Field of Greens. To do that, you can get started with 15% off just because you're a John Solomon Reports fan. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens, plural.com, and use the promo code justnews. That's promo code justnews at fieldofgreens.com. Another way we save you money, and in this case, maybe get you a little healthier. Now, that's a good thing to do in the middle of summer. All right, folks, big thank you to our guests. we got a great show tomorrow. Ron Johnson, Devin Nunes, back-to-back at the top of the show tomorrow. Be sure to check that out. Have a great night. God bless you. We'll see you for the Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports from Just the News in the morning. Take care, guys. the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free, you don't know, get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out.